The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season Well, greetings once again, all you geezers and whippersnappers. Welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for being with us again today. Our number here in the studio is 457-1290. That's 937-457-1290. We encourage you to invite family and friends around the country and around the world to listen in each week at whio.com and on the iHeartRadio app. That means you can find us anywhere, right? If you're catching this show, 9 o'clock Eastern, Saturday morning, be sure to check it out and let the, the loved ones in your life know that we're on the air and they can check this out and then you can both have conversations about a lot of the topics we cover here. So any long-term listener to the program would know that we've covered a whole host of angles on dementia and specifically Alzheimer's disease, including things like the warning signs, the, uh, the stages of Alzheimer's, risk factors for that, also uh, testing and diagnosis, in other words, what you might expect when you finally go to a physician. Caregiver stress has been a big part of what we've talked about here and a whole bunch of other topics. We've also spoken about therapies, both in the traditional medical sense, in terms of what medications do and don't do, and more recently in terms of caregiver training in patient experiential, that's the word I'm looking for, experiential therapies. You're starting to have difficulty like I used to have in the past. Just a little bit of difficulty here, yeah. (laughs) Yes, in terms of caregiver training and the experiences that caregivers go through, We've covered in past programs some important literature on the subject, including the book by Joanna Koenig, Coste, which is um, titled Learning to Speak Alzheimer's, and John Thorndike's book, The Last of His Mind. In the first book, the author writes extensively of practical steps for crossing over into the world of the, the Alzheimer's patient. And in the second book, John Thorndike, a previous guest on our show, spoke about his personal relationship with his father in the last year of his life with Alzheimer's. Both of these books are wonderful. They're so powerful, Bob. It's been a long time since we've uh, certainly talked about John Thorndike's book. It'd be worth uh, reviewing that again on a future show. And sort of a handbook that we've often uh, quoted here and and drawn from would be uh, Joanna uh, Koenig-Kosti's book, Koenig Costi. She's Bob needs more name. coffee or something. Just a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. Uh, and that that was that was very much a manual. You know, it had a lot of stuff in it that was very how-to, very practical in terms of excellent uh, of communicating suggestions with and ideas. Yes, yeah, about yeah. learning how to walk into that world of Alzheimer's, which a lot of people find very difficult. Well, we so expect the people who are suffering from the disease to still be in our world, and they're just not. Right, and, and it leads to a lot of frustration for people because mm-hmm. they, they think of it as a, as a moral or an ethical thing or going on here. How come they're not cooperating? They're not, right. It's a different world now, and that, that's the reality of it. Right. Well, in addition to these publications and regular visits from our friends at the Alzheimer's Association to update us about their various events mm-hmm. and the latest research, we also had, a number of years ago, Dr. Govind Barhwani on the program to discuss... BBET, or what's called behavior-based ergonomics therapy, which he pioneered at several locations right in this area with the purpose of training dementia caregivers in uh, innovative approaches for lowering stress. It's not the easiest thing to do to be a caregiver in that environment. And so part of the, the focus of BBET was to lower stress, to improve communication with the people who were being cared for, and to provide dementia sufferers with better more fulfilling life experiences. In other words, this is sort of the non-drug, non-medical way of, of approaching, uh, improving some of that. But that leads us to today's topic, perhaps a broader a name for it or an alternate name for it or the same kind of thing he was going for there. And this is called reminiscence therapy. 
And we're going to review a little bit later on an example of this still new approach to care for Alzheimer's sufferers. Right. So, well, Bob, I think we should start with the definition of remiscence therapy. All right. So remiscence therapy involves exchanging memories with the old and young, friends and relatives, with caregivers and professionals, passing on information, wisdom, and skills. Reminiscence activity and therapy is frequently used in therapeutic settings and residential care to give patients with Alzheimer's disease a sense of value, importance, belonging, power, and peace. It can also help reduce injury to their self-image, and it can create a feeling of intimacy and give special meaning to the contact time that they have with others. We'll be talking a little bit later on in the program about how people can try to uh, reach personal within their families to approach certain uh, procedures, or I shouldn't say procedures, practices is a better word, uh, to try to achieve this reminiscence therapy, uh, this approach. But we're going to talk mostly about how organizations, a lot of uh, senior care environments are trying to do it within their walls there. Now, there are a number of different approaches here, different mediums used to achieve this reminiscence therapy. Um, the the whole idea here is that we're trying to assist the act of remembering. This means that people who have difficulty communicating verbally can still have the opportunity to participate in reminiscence therapy in other ways. And these can include things like the visual approach. Uh, this would be where uh, someone can see photographs, slides, uh, paintings, pictures, look at objects that have some connection to their own history, an autobiographical kind of connection. Um, so I remember when Dr. Barwani talked about the BBET, it was the idea of the box that was put aside that had things from their youth, right? Right. right. Maybe there. if they had, you know, um, Hummels or, you know, collections of things, you know, you might want to save some of those things and bring them out. Anything that relates them to their past or to good parts of their life. So visual was one of the key it, things, especially for people who don't communicate very much. Mm -hmm. Another one is oral um, using music, such as familiar tunes from the radio, CDs, or making music using various instruments. So music from their era, you know, the 50s or the 60s, whatever it may be, can bring back a lot of positive um, and stimulate a lot of things in the brain. And sometimes people will simply uh, be in a situation where they'll have a uh, period-based music and someone will listen in, on headphones, and that changes the whole demeanor in the course of a day instead of sitting there perhaps with nothing to do uh, and, and not communicating the music right. can unlock some of the uh, yeah. the rest of the, the person's experience. I kind of look at it like this. I mean, imagine being in a world that you don't recognize at all because you have no memory, right? So you just feel lost. And it's very stressful for the Alzheimer's patient as well as the caregiver. But so to put on a pair of headphones that will take you back to the, you know, 30s, 40s, or 50s, wow, that's got to be comfort, right? Yeah, yeah. And another one that's really imp important here is using smell or taste. Now, any of us, I think, has, has, have gone through the experience of where you come across some, some odor, some smell you, you catch, and it triggers something almost immediately in your head. Like beer, Bob, for you? I don't know if it would be beer for me, but certainly there... <laughs> I, it could be. I'm sorry. I, I had to say... As I, let's just say coffee. No, uh, it could... It, but there are certain smells that you might come across and you suddenly get transported back into, you know, uh, something as a kid, you know, a smell of a certain kind of meal, right? Right, uh, or right. I remember a, a shoe polish. You know, if, if, I, if I smell, nobody, you're, nobody you're uses shoe yourself, polish anymore, I know. But I can remember this <laughs> kit that we had in the house, <laughs> the wood box kit. Yes, with, with the, the little brush. Uh, kiwi, was that the brand with the, the yes, little thing? Yes, kiwi, and it was a little right. tin flat container. Yeah, and they, they'd dry out, and eventually the chunks would get all over the place and be, yeah, be a huge mess. I'm, I'm faintly remembering if, if I, that. <laughs> a little before <laughs> your time. Uh, yeah. But if I smell any of that kind of thing, or if I came across that, it immediately transports me back to that, that kit in my in house, house as a kid. Yeah. Smells a very powerful thing. And yes. so the ability to recreate that for someone or or to make certain foods can be a very powerful way of reconnecting somebody to their past. Right. So another one would be the tactile medium that we could use. And that would be touching objects, feeling textures, painting, and or maybe pottery. So even though maybe your loved one can't really paint anymore, right? Of anything that you would find of a you know quality give them a paintbrush and some paint, even the smell of the paints, textures. If they were a knitter or a crocheter, you could lay 
you can give them some yarn or you could just lay an afghan that maybe they had quilted and they could rub it during the day. I think those I think these are some cool ideas. So we're talking about reminiscence therapy. Yes. Here. Perhaps this is something that you've tried in your own life or you've seen it done in, in some other environment. If not, then one of the things we're going to do uh, with you today is to urge you to uh, perhaps prompt the environment. Yeah, think where, about these kinds right, of things. If you have a love doing it in an organization, in, in some kind of a residential environment, to maybe challenge them to introduce more of these kinds of things. Right. Now, there's there's types of activities and therapies. They normally divide these into three categories. There's simple reminiscence, and the idea in this type of reminiscence is to reflect on the past in kind of an informative, enjoyable way. And a lot of this can be done through discourse, right? I can remember in my own dad's life, as his memory started to, to fade, he had more and more trouble with short-term memory. I could always get his face to light up if I pick something from, you know, 50 or 60 years ago. And suddenly all the detail is there. He could tell you the entire story. It didn't matter if I had heard the story a hundred times. I could see his whole face and all the detail come back right. uh, with a certain smile on his face as he re retold this. So that's an example of uh, simply exchanging dialogue, little prompts, certain terms. Hey, tell me about this again. Right, right. What was it like back in the such and such, such and such? And let that person. Now, having said that, questions can sometimes be difficult in communication with people who've got some dementia. You know, they can't always grasp what you mean. If Do you want this? Do you want that? And they can't always process that. They can't come that. up with the perfect words. But pointed right. questions about people's past mm -hmm. often yield more success. And I guess that's part of the theory here with the reminiscence therapy. There's a certain part of the brain that retains these things in a pleasurable way. And it's tapping into that is what we're talking about today. Right. So um, the other type would be evaluative reminiscence. And this type is more of a more of a therapy and may, for example, be used as a life reviewing or sometimes a conflict resolving approach. You know, so maybe um, maybe maybe the Alzheimer's um, loved one is just having a problem trying to figure something out or wondering, thinking about their life and and reminiscing, but in more of a maybe a, a negative way. And you can help to reinforce the positives and calm them in that way. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more here about reminiscence therapy in just a moment. But what do you think? Do you think reminiscence therapy would make a difference for your loved one? Do you think it's, it's uh, there's any science to this or is, there, is it more art? And have you tried any of these approaches in your own family, something that's similar to reminiscence therapy? And what do you think it is about the past that so many of us prefer? What is it about that that gets our minds working again? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. When we come back from the break, we're also going to talk about a specific instance where they've put this practice into a setting. You're going to want to hear that. All of that's still ahead on today's edition of There is a Season. Stay with us. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Old, odd, and valuable come together at Belmont Coin & Jewelry. Industry low prices on only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds. Belmont Coin & Jewelry specializes in loose diamond appraisals, purchases, and sales. Choose from a wide range of ever-changing diamonds. Gifts for all occasions. Call 937-252. 6895 or visit belmontcoins.com. That number again is 252-6895. Honest appraisals, accurate prices, Belmont Coin and Jewelry. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Stop mold dead in its tracks with Concrobium Mold Control Products. Its proven mold-fighting solution eliminates and prevents mold. Choose from a 32-ounce bottle or 14-ounce aerosol spray. $6.21 after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through September 29th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. The world never stops. It's constantly changing, evolving, moving forward. And so are we. Introducing Spectrum Mobile, built on America's largest and most reliable LTE network. Combined with a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots, free talk and text, and all designed to save you money. The best network, the best devices, the best value. Spectrum Mobile. Visit Spectrum.com today. Restrictions apply. At Miami Valley Gaming, a Buckeye in your pocket is lucky. And with over 1,800 gaming machines... Hey, Lucy. Oh, wow. 
It's Bucky, the Buckeye farmer. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the people. So there's tiny people inside the microphones? Awesome. Aw, oh, Bucky. Visit Miami Valley Gaming just off I-75 at exit 29. Get ready to get lucky. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the gambling helpline at 1-800-589-9966. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Danielle from Burns Garden Center, where we've been growing healthy plants right here in the Miami Valley for three generations. Our fabulous fall sale is going on now through Sunday. Don't miss out on this savings opportunity. 30% off flowering trees and shrubs, 50% off amazing perennials, and Burns Fall Blooming Hanging Baskets, now $10. Come visit our beautiful garden center in Beaver Creek in Middletown. You've got to see Burns. When you find the perfect home, We've got the perfect loan. Abbey Credit Union has mortgages made easy. You pick the promo, $500 off closing costs or free home warranty. Visit us in Vandalia or Troy or at abbeycu.com. You may want to grab a light jacket this morning as you head out the door early. Temperatures will be rising through the 50s. Later today, we do stay below average with our temperatures only getting to about the mid-60s. It will feel nice, though. We'll have lots of sunshine all day long. Later on tonight, just a few scattered clouds move on by. I don't anticipate we'll see any rainfall. We fall back to the low 50s. For our day tomorrow, slightly warmer. We get to about 76 degrees. Another day filled with mostly sunny skies. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIF. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290 is the number to hop on board if you have something to share today. We're asking the question, do you think reminiscence therapy would make a difference for your loved one? And also, is there anything you currently do on a regular basis that is like reminiscence therapy, whether you call it that or not? Do you tap into memories through visual, oral, smell, taste, or tactile methods? Is there anything you do like that? If you do, we'd love to hear your ideas. In the meantime, we're going to talk about a company that's taking the idea of reminiscence therapy to a whole new level. And uh, I think it got started in California, right? The, the first yes. of these. Yes. Right. So the article is entitled, To Help Alzheimer's Patients, a Care Center Recreates the 1950s. All right. So the two men, high school buddies, sit in a turquoise and white booth at Rosie's Diner, ribbing each other like they are teenagers at Sweetwater High School, where they played baseball together so many years ago. A 1950s-era jukebox spits out tunes like Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly. Vinyl records and black-and-white pictures of celebrities like Elvis Presley and Audrey Hepburn line the walls. Now in their 70s, James Mann and Richard Eschbach are actually in Glenner Town Square, a new adult daycare center for dementia patients that is like entering a time warp. The 11 storefronts that surround an indoor park represent the time period from 1953 to 1961 when most of the patients were in the prime of their life. Glenner Town Square opened in August and is believed to be the country's first memory care facility built entirely around the idea of reminiscence therapy, a therapy that uses prompts from a person's past, such as music, movies, photographs, and other means, and this is designed to elicit memories and encourage conversation and engagement. It's a behavioral approach to treating Alzheimer's and dementia patients, often used in nursing homes in the Netherlands and other countries. And it's growing in popularity as efforts to create effective drugs for the memory-robbing disease have failed. We know that dementia makes it hard for patients to remember the recent past, like the last 10 years, whereas the older memories are preserved for a longer time, especially memories from childhood and early adulthood, says Dorothy Bernston, 
a psychology professor and head of the Center on Autobiographical Memory Research at Aarhus University in Denmark. Her studies have found that dementia patients can engage more when they are exposed to objects from the past. You want to have an environment that fits the kind of memories that people have, she says. It doesn't cure dementia, of course, but it does provide a context where the people have a better connection to their past and to their sense of who they are, to their identity. Research on reminiscence therapy is mixed. Dr. Bernstein's most recent study tested a five-week Danish program in which about half of 43 Alzheimer's patients were assigned to weekly sessions in an authentic 1950s-style apartment in a local museum, while the other half got standard care. Most participants showed no improvements in a series of cognitive tests done before and after the intervention, but they did become better at talking about autobiographical memories when triggered from older objects. A recent Cotrain review concluded that the effects of reminiscence therapy are inconsistent and small in size. Still, it is said that there is some evidence it can improve quality of life, cognition, communication, and mood. And that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It it makes for a, a, a more enjoyable life, and I would think a more enjoyable life also for the staff that cares for people. Or, in, yeah, in your environments. loved. Mm-hmm. Now, this next name is going to be a, a trick here. but the, That's why I left it uh, Mira Vernuge Dawson, a professor at <laughs> Radboud University <laughs> Medical Center in Nijmegen. <laughs> Good grief. That's got to be since I've got a record for the program here. Uh, well, in the Netherlands, basically. She also chairs a European network of dementia researchers, says... The Cochrane conclusions were promising. It's very hard to do research in this kind of group and to get positive effects. People with dementia, she says, still are people with their capacities, with their dignity. Mm-hmm. We can use these capacities and reminisce. Reminiscing is one way that we can stimulate people with dementia. If they have the right treatment, then they can stay stable for really many years. And in many ways, uh, this this becomes a daily effort by people who have tried some of this. And I remember when they were talking about the behavior-based ergonomic therapy, mm-hmm. they would try to get into a regular rhythm during the day. So instead of going into the typical normal sundowning uh, routine that a lot of Alzheimer's patients right. would have, they would try some other therapies to maybe break that cycle. To calm, yes. I remember the headphone approach with the music, putting them in a yeah. quiet room, everybody together, but they all had their own era of music they would and, listen instead to. Instead of just more medication. And the right, they had positive effects. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think there's uh, there's something to this? Would you try some of this in your own family? Would you challenge somebody in an organization where maybe your uh, loved one resides? Talking about reminiscence therapy. And if you've got a, something to add, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to talk about costs of all of this, some other examples, and a lot more when we come back. 457-1290 to jump on board this morning. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO news update. Our top story we're following this morning. The vote on Kavanaugh being pushed back at least another week pending an FBI investigation. Plus, a father accused of trying to kill his two children. The details on that. Dry for now, but I'm tracking our next chance for rain. I'll let you know when. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear out there throughout the entire Miami Valley. Looking at those freeways and the service streets throughout our area, not seeing any accidents. And it is our top story in Washington. Senator Jeff Flake moving to delay the full Senate floor's vote on Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination. This after he was confronted in the elevator by two protesters who were victims of sexual assaults themselves. By the time Flake finally made it to the hearing room, he was visibly shaken. About an hour in, he got up and left. He went into a side room. Soon, other senators joined him, including his friend, Democratic Senator Chris Coons. And when Flake returned to the hearing room, he dropped this bomb. That's Fox's Chris. Kristen 
Fisher in Washington. The FBI is now investigating those allegations. They expect that investigation to be finished up by next Friday. Now to Centerville, where a father is in jail, accused of trying to kill his two children in a fire. 34-year-old Ray Eads is facing charges including arson and attempted murder after a fire was put out inside his house on Sunday. Investigators say Eads has court records of making threats to kill the children and himself and concluded that the fire was had prior calculation prior to being set. Eads is being held on $600,000 bond. A Dayton man who admits responsibility for a string of accidents on an August day in 2015 is waiting to be sentenced. Cops say Shane Bradley's pickup truck slammed three vehicles before hitting another one broadside in downtown Dayton, killing the driver, 22-year-old Kirsten Burton. Her 14-month-old baby survived life-threatening injuries. Sentencing is set for November 8th. That's WHIO's Ron Otto. He says that cops are saying Bradley's blood alcohol content was nearly three times the legal limit and he did not have a valid driver's license. Now, with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Starting out on the cooler side for your weekend, temperatures will be rising through the 50s this morning. We will have mostly sunny skies as we head towards the afternoon. Temperatures stay below average in the mid-60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is all clear throughout the Miami Valley, warming up just a tad, but still a chilly start to our day here on this beautiful Saturday. Saturday, it's 50 degrees in Troy, 52 in Springfield, and in Dayton at 8 at 9:33. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Hi everyone, it's me again here to tell you that fall is just around the corner, and with the kind of weather we've had this summer, most of us will welcome it. At our garden center, we're ready for fall planting with lots of specials like one gallon hardy mums, three for $12.95, lots of evergreens starting at $8.95, and beautiful rose bushes for $12.95. We have a large selection of fruit trees, grapevines, raspberries, and blueberry bushes, hardy hibiscus, hydrangeas, boxwoods, and Japanese maples. This is also the best time to sow our green mat grass seed or our water miser grass seed, which is a turf-type tall fescue. You know, I've been telling you for years that fall is for planting, and I'll see you at 1309 Brant Pike. Hey everybody, Sergeant Mark here. You know, for those of us who own homes, you know maintaining the appearance is very important and painting is vital to creating that great curb appeal. Do you need to freshen up the outside look of your house? If you answered yes, let me make a recommendation to you. Serta Pro Painters has completed several painting projects for me, both interior and exterior. The exterior project was extensive and I couldn't have been happier with the results. Even neighbors were stopping by remarking how great everything looked. You can get a free estimate by calling 800 go Serta. 800 G O C E R T A, Serta with a C, or go to CertaPro.com. Now, the estimate is just one thing that sets CertaPro apart from other contractors. Everything's clearly spelled out, no surprises. Each CertaPro painter's business is independently owned and operated. CertaPro painters are thorough, reliable. They show up on time, take great pride in their work, and I found them to be easy to work with, and I went to breakfast. CertaPro offers both residential and commercial painting services. The number again, 800 Go Serta, Serta Pro Painters, we do painting, you do life. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan, 457-1290, if you'd like to join us this morning. Have you tried anything like reminiscence therapy in your own life? What do you do to help a person with dementia reach back to his or her best memories? 457-1290. In the opening part of the program, we described a little bit of what reminiscence therapy included, and we were talking about different mediums that that, uh, professionals had used to try to um, stimulate uh, something in in a dementia patient that a lot of times if if someone has become non-communicative or is is simply not having a very enriched life, you can use visual, oral, smell or taste or tactile methods 
to try to stimulate some kind of additional activity. And a lot of times these things have been focused on the past uh, in the earlier part of somebody's life. There seems to be something to the repository of information that we store about our past that is accessible even as dementia or Alzheimer's is, is progressing. Right. So that's the subject of today's uh, show today, reminiscence therapy. And if it's something that you'd like to see more in your own uh, situation, there, we've got some ideas about how you can do it at home. But we'd also encourage you to challenge the residents where you may have a loved one, if they're doing this or not doing this, you might say, hey, um, have you heard about this kind of thing? I understand it can yield some benefits. Yeah, it takes a little more maybe effort or thought. But, you know, say somebody, okay, you know what, back in the day, mothers were always folding laundry, right? I remember in Joanne uh, uh, Koenig Coste's book, Learning to Speak Alzheimer's, something simple she would say would be to give a basket of towels and washcloths or socks to match to an Alzheimer's patient and give them some purpose. They fold it, you take it into another room, you undo it, and you take it right back. They don't remember. And, and they find such great purpose in that. Right. And Doing it, something. Yeah. And in the, in the case of the reminiscence therapy, you take that and you maybe move it back another notch where mm-hmm. it can be something that that person did in his or her life earlier. Right. It could be working with tools. It could be, uh, you know, being a school okay. teacher. It could have been something even earlier than that, something somebody played right. when they were younger. Right. If they like to garden, get them some dirt, some pots, and some plants, you know. So this, this whole idea, this philosophy was put into a kind of a business model mm-hmm. called Glenner Town Square. And this is a partnership between uh, the George G. Glenner Alzheimer's Family Centers, a California-based nonprofit organization, and Senior Helpers, which you may have heard before. It's a national in-home care providers. Uh, the partners have plans to franchise the concept and open up similar centers across the country. Peter Ross, who's the CEO and co-founder of Senior Helpers, says they've already received interest in the concept and hope to have 200 town squares across the country in the next five years. And I'll tell you a little bit about the franchise side of this in a minute. But right. So Glenertown Square, what it is, is it's a 9,000 square foot building with 24 foot ceilings. Now it's licensed for 75 patients a day. Currently, the facility has more than 50 patients enrolled, though the number that attend the center on a given day fluctuates as patient, patients can create their own schedule depending on their family's needs. Now they're open for a half day or a full day every weekday. Jacqueline Dwyer is a 76-year-old who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. She's described as a pool shark by the employees and patients at Glenner. And her family says she comes home and she doesn't always remember what she did that day, but she remembers that she was laughing and having a good time, says her daughter. The program is mostly geared toward patients who are in the early to moderate stages of dementia who are typically living with family or at home with some caregivers. Their family members or caregivers will drop them off at the facility. We were really looking to bring people back to where their fondest memories are, typically between the ages. Now, this is important, typically between the ages of 10 and 30. So think about that, you know, in terms of fond memories. Weren't those our best years? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I don't know. We don't want to depress people and think that the latter half of your life is, uh, is all downhill. Oh, but I could I'll, tell you what my dad but, says but there, about the golden there years. There are but. a lot of fond memories from when we were younger, right? Right. So, I mean, this is a perfect example when it comes to music, right? What, oh, what's, yes, music. What's very popular with people our age, plus or minus 10 or 15 years? It's music from the 80s, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe late 70s, 80s, and 90s. Right. Uh, when I was first in radio years ago, uh, I remember the 50s were still the big deal back then. I used to think, who listens to this corny old stuff? You know, the, and the, the Beatles and all this in the 60s hey. and all that kind of stuff. I just <laughs> was not that into it at the time. But th- it is very important that people... Uh, connect with those things. They somehow hold a special place in our lives. And so they're saying here basically uh, 10 to 30, and this is the person who made that remark was Scott Tardy. He's the CEO and executive director of Glenner Centers, noting that the average participant is about 82 years old. So they're going, they're tapping things in this person's memory that go back 50 to 70 years Mm -hmm. uh, in the facility. And uh, it's not been open long enough. This is the facility, I believe they have it in California uh, and they've not quite gotten into a scientifically assessing the benefits of the program, but they are participating in some research to determine that effectiveness. The setting, an idealized vision of the 1950s, 
omits explicit references to societal injustices and civil rights and later feminist movements uh, that may not resonate for all the patients who include, now we've got to think about the setting here right, this because this is California, right. include a lot of immigrants from China, the Philippines, and Latin America, as well as African Americans. There are some things that just wouldn't resonate with a population at large. From there. other, right. Right. So you might have countries. certain iconic things about the culture and people might be looking at it going, well, I, I don't know what any of this means. You know, I came to the country 10 years ago or 20 years ago. The son of one Chinese immigrant, for instance, says his mother probably doesn't relate much to the memorabilia and the items. Right. So there are some some shortcomings depending on what the population is. Right. So reminiscence therapy is not expected to fully restore patients' capabilities. There is still no cure, unfortunately, for Alzheimer's. But participants may show glimpses of their former selves, says Mindy Baker, who is the director of education at the Glenner Center. Participants are placed in groups as they rotate through storefronts that are led by staff in different activities. Now, patients who require more assistance pay $65 for half a day or $95 for full daycare. Those that are in the earlier stages of dementia who don't require any medication pay $60 for half day or $85 for full daycare. The center of the village is a small indoor park with natural skylights, artificial grass for a small putting green, and a bashi court. Parakeets from the adjacent pet store add to the ambience, right? <laughs> Mr. Uh, Tarde points to a real, this is really cool, a real 1950s San Diego police call box. There, no, again, that reference is completely lost on a certain percentage of this population. The idea of the old emergency box that you would open up on the to call. To ours, you mean? No, I mean, well, yeah. not. But not to their generation. No, not to theirs. Right. But see, that's again. So they're really working hard to describe to what create. that is. That's the box that's actually <laughs> on the telephone pole you used to open up to call, you know, emergency. Right. Right. So, yes, and it says a payphone, but it's really, okay, at the Glenner Center, it's a payphone that calls the front desk. So, mm -hmm. but they can, you know, they really think they're calling, you know, for an emergency call. And they have a restored, authentic 1959 black Ford Thunderbird car, which patients can get in and they can even open the hood and tinker with it. How cool is that? Right. It's all all done within this 9,000 square feet. Now, right. there's... There's a clinic also where the center's registered nurse works and uh, has cribs uh, with lifelike life uh, baby dolls that the patients can cradle. There's a library with, are you ready for this? I a know. card catalog. <laughs> Does any, I remember that. I started out working in libraries. That was my very first job, the old you know Dewey Decimal System and having to go through these card cards catalog. and so forth. I yeah. remember doing that too. Um, there's also a 1950s National Geographic set and Monopoly and Scrabble games circa 1930, not the newer ones. There's a recreated home space called the Little Blue House, which has an original Philco fridge and a record player. All of this is within the same center. And I would imagine, uh, depending where you were in the country, you know, and perhaps if you knew something about your actual demographics in that area, you would tweak it one way or the other in your environment. Right, and at the movie theater within the Glenner Center, the greatest show on earth plays in 15-minute clips. And at Joy's department store, patients can shop and even bring home a fur coat and bowling shoes. And at the Gone Fishing Pub, there's a pool table, a mini basketball court, and darts. The storefronts use graphics and pictures. Now, this is interesting. That can be changed to recreate different eras for different generations of patients. Which is a How very cool. key thing, right? Um, the the staff also have a, a, a city hall office space. Among them, uh, Susie Hevelin is a 69-year-old former accountant who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's last year and believes she's their bookkeeper. And why not? They print out invoices for her, says Sherry Berg, her daughter. It's really given her a sense of purpose. It's really changed everything for us. On a recent day, activities buzzed in different corners of this environment, this Glenner Town Square. There was a painting class in the diner, while in the library, Marilyn McPhee, a storyteller, talked about trains and railroads. At one point, she passed around a penny flattened by a train. Mike Casey, a 78-year-old retired orthopedic surgeon who was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and dementia two years ago, cradled it affectionately. 
And now later, this Dr. Casey, who was at Town Square, Glenner, for the very first time, he called the session remarkable. Now, note, he is one of the few Glenner patients who is sufficiently aware of his condition to be able to reflect on, you know, the treatment there. He recalls living two blocks from a train station in St. Louis where he grew up. I can vividly remember sneaking down there and putting my ear on the rail and you hear a train coming. Look down and see a train that's a mile down, but it looks like it's eight feet away, said Dr. Casey. What a great memory, huh? Yeah. At a music and theater class later in the day, Trevor Gibson, a local piano player, leads the multilingual group in songs ranging from La Bamba to Cielito Lindo. Is that correct? Did I pronunciate that right? I don't know about the second one. The first one would be La Bamba. I know the song. Da, 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 da. La Bamba. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay. the, What did you say? Cielito Lindo. That's probably, that's probably I close. I try, you know. It's pretty close. Um, yeah. Two women get up and spontaneously start ballroom dancing together. Meanwhile, at the local pub, an employee... Uh, leads a group of patients in a game of penny poker. Uh, I wonder if that could get out of hand. Now this <laughs> next one I really like. And in the little blue house, a woman alone watches an iPad with black and white episodes of... I love Lucy. I love Lucy. What a, I love what that. A great, we've always talked about how how so many great television shows used to be on the air anyway. I mean, Carol Burnett. Right, I love Lucy. Right, Mary just Tyler A whole bunch Moore. of different things from back then. Yeah. So all of this is still in the same environment called Glenertown Square. And by the way, if you know of any place in this region that's trying to uh, do the same thing, we'd love to hear about that today. Or if you have some ideas of what you'd like to see in a center like this, what you think would be stimulating for somebody with dementia or Alzheimer's, share it with us today, 457-1290. And we started off talking about uh, Mr. Mann and Mr. Eschbach. Uh, At the beginning of the story, Right, at the beginning of the story. They hadn't been in touch for decades until they bumped into each other (laughs) at a local Alzheimer's disease support group a couple of years ago, says Marsha Mann, Mr. Mann's wife. Her husband is diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment, a type of memory loss. Mr. Eschbach was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2016. The two now go to Town Square together once a week. And Mrs. Mann says that she noticed an elevated cognition in her husband after he went to Town Square. One time he came home and he was belting out a Leonard Cohen song. And she says, I just felt like he was more conversant. She said, it's the singing. It just warmed my heart. So. Which would be a great thing. Now, I mean, I mean, there's as I said here, we don't have a lot of hard science. We don't have a lot of data about you know how to measure this, right? How can you? But it it makes sense. But I would think intuitively there's going to be certain aspects of this where you'd say, yeah, the 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 person I care for had a better day today, had a better experience because we were able to tap into this. And the whole idea behind the Glenertown Square is that this is now uh, a franchise type mm-hmm. setup where people are going to start to do it. Now, I've read a little bit about the franchise thing. It's a little bit more than your average franchise smaller franchise fee. fee, which, say, might be somewhere in the forty dollars to $100,000 level to, to get in. This is a bit more expensive than that. But nevertheless, the point is, as a consumer... If we start this, demanding this kind of thing, this is what we're looking for, right. eventually these prices, the, the, the day rates and so forth right now didn't seem exorbitant Especially to for California. And they will probably become even cheaper. So uh, look for it to come on the horizon. Now, short of that, there's still things you can do on your own. And we're going to talk about that on the other side of this break. So we've got more coming up for you about the whole idea of reminiscence therapy. Plus, we're going to preview some upcoming shows and got a lot more still ahead on our program this morning. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Garden Talk fans. Can you answer this very timely turf question? Hi, this is Randy from Green Velvet Sod Farms. Here's the question. If your green velvet grass seed could talk, what would it be telling you right now? If your answer is, now's the time to plant me, you're right. The very best time to plant grass seed is right now. The days are getting shorter, the moisture in the soil lasts longer, and the competition from weeds are less than any other time of the year. With four locations throughout Dayton and Columbus, solutions to all of your turf and ornamental needs are right around the corner. If you're impatient, don't settle for grass seed. Insist on green velvet Kentucky bluegrass or turf-type tall fescue sod. 
Just lay it down today and enjoy it tomorrow. It's that easy. Breathe new life into your landscape. Follow us on social media or visit us online to keep up with timely tips for all of your landscaping questions. It's easy to be green with Green Velvet, your trusted lawn and landscape resource for the last 59 years and growing. At Miami Valley Gaming, a Buckeye in your pocket is lucky. And with over 1,800 gaming machines... Hey, Lucy. Oh, wow. It's Bucky, the Buckeye Farmer. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the people. So there's tiny people inside the microphones? Awesome. Aw, oh, Bucky. Visit Miami Valley Gaming just off I-75 at exit 29. Get ready to get lucky. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the gambling helpline at 1-800-589-9966. Support House of Bread by attending Harvest Home, a fun, casual party on Friday evening, October 19th at Sinclair's Ponent Center. Guests can enjoy silent and live auctions, dinner, and networking with friends. All event proceeds help House of Bread provide our neighbors in need with a free lunch every day of the year. More information provided at houseofbread.org. This airtime provided by Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Underwriters include White, Allen, and Dyer Garofalo, Man and Schultz. Attention used motor homeowners throughout Ohio and Indiana. Paul Sherry RVs in Piqua wants you. We buy used motorhomes, all makes and models considered. Call 1-888-318-4870 to sell us your used motorhome. Not sure what it's worth? Our on-site appraisers will give you top dollar, whether you're selling or trading in. We buy motorhomes at Paul Sherry RVs, exit 83 off I-75 in Piqua. Having financial independence and wealth empowerment is the American dream. Learn what the wealthy know, get strong returns, and never lose your principal. That's the Heroes Talk Radio way. Learn about the secrets to planning a tax-free retirement income. Listen every Sunday at 5 p.m. for Heroes Talk Radio on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You can also call us now, 866-544-7755. That's 866-544-7755. Hi, I'm Danielle from Burns Garden Center, where we've been growing healthy plants right here in the Miami Valley for three generations. Our fabulous fall sale is going on now through Sunday. Don't miss out on this savings opportunity. 30% off flowering trees and shrubs, 50% off amazing perennials, and Burns Fall Blooming Hanging Baskets, now $10. Come visit our beautiful garden center in Beaver Creek in Middletown. You've got to see Burns. Grab a light jacket this morning as you head out the door early. Temperatures will be rising through the 50s. Later today, we do stay below average with our temperatures only getting to about the mid-60s. It will feel nice, though. We'll have lots of sunshine all day long. Later on tonight, just a few scattered clouds move on by. I don't anticipate we'll see any rainfall. We fall back to the low 50s. For our day tomorrow, slightly warmer. We get to about 76 degrees. Another day filled with mostly sunny skies. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. We're talking about reminiscence therapy. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. You be Gloria over there. What's coming up on the program here in the next several weeks? All right. So we've got a number of medical shows coming your way, including an all-new show on dental implants. Are they right for you? What are they? What's new with the technology? We're also going to have an audiology show and we are someday going to do the grievance culture show, right? (laughs) How every gripe is a cause, how everything has become politicized. I might get around to it. I, I, no, get, I'm just, get a couple I'm just of saying I have a grievance, yeah, okay. and we're going to do that show. Right. And we are, um, importantly, going to have a Medicare show with Jim Spaulding from Medicare Planning of Dayton, because open enrollment is just ahead. Just coming around the corner here. So all that's ahead on There is a Season. Now, today we've been talking about reminiscence therapy, mostly in a organized uh, setting, say in a re- residential setting and so forth. But there are some things you can try at home uh, that fall into reminiscence therapy. Experts say that this therapy can be done at home with dementia patients using old photos, music, and other prop, uh, props. Mindy Baker, the Director of Education at the George G. Glenner Alzheimer's Family Centers, says looking at old pictures is a great way for family members to connect. Think about what stories your loved one liked to retell. 
I think about special events that have happened in the past, accomplishments that happened in their life, you know, getting into the, the services, getting out of the services and so forth. Uh, Dr. Baker suggests photos of the house they grew up in, family members, weddings and trips. So that's working uh, yeah, visual Yeah, those are angle. key, right. We all like to look at that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, another thing you could do is um, make an old recipe together using the old mixing bowls or measuring cups that your loved one used, if you have them. And as you're doing the activity, those smells, taste, visuals, and context will likely trigger some really good memories. Music is also a great way to trigger memories, experts say, both playing old songs like we talked about earlier or taking out an instrument that they played in the past. Now, that's pretty cool. Whether the person has any musical skill at all Let still. Let them play it have the person play that it it involved an awful lot of different skills and abilities to be able to do that originally right and one important tip a reminiscence therapy guide at glennertown square says that they always refrain from asking their patients do you remember try to stay away from that word remember she said right right because that's really just it's another question that's a hurdle to get over as opposed to just enjoying uh, remembering these various things now there are some resources if you'd like to learn more about this about glennertown square uh, certainly, it's it's G L E N as in Nicholas N E R Glenner Town Square, and you can look it up. Uh, Wall Street Journal did an article on this. There are a number of other publications that have covered it. Uh, there's also uh, franchising information. You can that get to it through uh, the senior helpers. They have a bunch of information on that. But if you'd like to see a video of it, check out this website. It's uh, Glenner.org/slash/town-square-video. Glenner.org slash town hyphen square, uh, town hyphen square hyphen video. Uh, That's a video of the Glennertown Square. It's really cool, too. And the Wall Street Journal article has um, a lot of photos of the place. And it just, uh, it really charged me up. I really thought it was neat. And it may stimulate some things in your mind. Again, whether you decide to do this in someone's existing residence, maybe your residence, if someone's moved in with you, or you're looking for someplace else, it's the kind of thing that you can challenge people to say, hey, could we make life a little more interesting? Uh, Can we make this a more pleasant experience? Right. Uh, there is no cure for the disease. We've said that many times here before, but it doesn't mean there aren't therapies that can still provide some benefit to the person it's, suffering it's in, and to their family. Right. The, these people are still human beings, and, and we need to protect their dignity. So look it up. Glenertown Square, Reminiscence Therapy. We'd love to know your thoughts later on on, on any of this, so feel free to give us a call. Uh, four five seven twelve ninety. Uh, you can call next week about it if you have another thought. And I want to thank you all for walking along with us today. We sincerely hope you found some useful information and inspiration from today's program. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step. Do not regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. Please join us again next week at 9 o'clock Eastern right here. For my dear friend and co-host Gloria, for our fine producer, and everyone else who makes the show possible, I'm Bob Wolf. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.